time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Very good evening, welcome to Red Friday, your best look ahead at the weekend sport with a major focus on the Dons from Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. In tonight's show, following the disappointments of Wednesday evening, it's a home clash against Kilmarnock tomorrow afternoon. We'll also take a look at the still vacant Scotland manager position, the rest of the weekend action and of course we'll have, as ever, the predictor. It wasn't just the result that was disappointing at Ibrox, was it? No, um, Derek McInnes uh, tells us keeper Joe Lewis will be unavailable for some time. Good news and bad news in terms of he hadn't broken his leg. Initially, that was the biggest fear um, coming away from the game on Wednesday night, but we managed to get some comfort that that wasn't the case once he'd been to the hospital. Um, downside is, having had the MRI scan last night, it's um, Joe's going into an operation on his knee. Um, he's got cartilage damage um, and it's a significant injury to his knee, so he'll be uh, ruled out for the foreseeable future. Um, too, too early to say how long he'll be out for, um, but obviously it's, it's disappointing. Um, and he'll go for surgery to start next week and then we'll have a better idea how long he'll be out for. So no Joe Lewis says joining us on Red TV tomorrow, but that's a small consolation. It was a, a, an awful moment as well, and we did fear the worst of at, at, in the initial stages. Yeah, when we saw what had happened, uh, you, you did think, you know, the, the, the speed that the, the medics got on there and, uh, you know, the signals coming back from the incident didn't look good at all, but delighted to hear that he hasn't broken his leg, although... Uh, there is that significant cartilage damage to, to Joe's knees. So Danny Rogers uh, will step into the breach and it will be a, a big occasion for him, of course. Absolutely, and we'll, we'll know tomorrow who is going to be on the bench. It'll be either one of the two youngsters, Archie Mayer, at 16, and Dave Craddock, the Irishman. But uh, uh, Joe, such a, an important player for the Dons and popular amongst the, the whole squad. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. Uh, Shea Logan, for one, he really feels for the big man. It's a real shame because he's, you know, definitely one of our top performers week in week out um, having played with him for the last couple of seasons he's, he's a great keeper to have behind you you know talking um, but it's one of the things that happens and you know it's it'll give Danny uh, Rogers a chance now to you know step up and show the manager you know what he's about because we see him in training he's a, he's a good keeper he's a very good keeper he's had a um, really good stint at um, Falkirk so he knows, he knows the business and he knows what he needs to do. Uh, it'll be a special time for him tomorrow making his debut. You know, it was his debut the other day, but this will be his home debut and his, his first start for Aberdeen in a competitive game. So I'll have uh, you know, all the praise for Danny because he's, he's, a, he's a tremendous player and he's a great guy. So hopefully he gets a result tomorrow uh, and it kicks off his Aberdeen career with a, a win. Andrew, a lot of criticism after the game, but I think some of it misplaced. OK, we, we, we did create a lot of chances which we didn't take. Uh, we unfortunately found both Wes Fodringham and uh, Tavernier in the tremendous form at the back and uh, it just it was one of these games did Rangers want it more the, the middle of the park I think is where the, ga- the game was lost Yeah I think um, Sean Goss was very impressive in his Rangers debut I thought he, he didn't waste the ball he looks to have a good range of passing um, and a decent set piece delivery uh, Jason Holt captain for the night for Rangers was very impressive in there and the Dons just didn't get to grips with that vital area of the field but you know had we got 
a goal towards the end. You sense that Rangers could be got at, but as you, you rightly said, West Fodringham produced a, a number of outstanding saves. I think getting in the road of things more than you know uh, positional brilliance or anything like that. And Tavernier, I mean, I, I'd never rated him as a defender at all, but in that final quarter of an hour or so, he defended as though his absolute life defend, depended on it and, and did well. But that's in the past now. Um, I'm sure at training yesterday, uh, it was got out of everyone's systems. And today, it's all about looking forward. And, and that's the way you've got to approach it. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of the criticism mm. Dave, is out of frustration because we, yes. we all wanted to win that game so much. And, yeah. and I think it, it is very frustrating and it makes it an awful long journey back home. Yes, well, it's, it was a, a heck of a long journey back home for me. I, I, I deliberately, after the game, avoided uh, looking at Twitter because I knew that um, certain people would be coming out of the, the woodwork with some over-the-top uh, criticism. As for all the flack that's uh, flying around, Shay Logan says he, he's frankly not bothered by what the critics say. Everybody's got their own opinion. Everyone's got, you know, it's football is about opinions. Uh, one person's against the other, but at the end of the day, it's the manager's opinion and the players' opinion in the in the change room that uh, everybody, you know, in the team looks at. So we know where it went wrong on uh, Wednesday night, uh, and we look to better that uh, on Saturday. Off the field, Andrew. Um, transfer news. Well, let, let's look at Scott McKenna. First of all, there's now Nigel Atkins, who was uh, at the game on Wednesday. They've all had a, a third um, derisory bid turned down. But uh, Derek's, you know, the club has made it crystal clear. He's just signed a new four-year deal. And Scott's made it crystal clear he realises he's still got an awful lot of developing to do. Yeah, uh, and I think we, we spoke about it on Wednesday evening uh, on Red TV that, you know... If- it sounds great, you know, move down south, but look at the, the managerial turnover down south at the moment. Uh, you, you seem to get six games, and if you haven't won them all in your top four of the Premiership, you're out the door sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's such a fluctuating uh, scenario down there. You don't really want to be getting involved in that in the early stages of your career, because uh, you could sign there and for one manager and within two weeks find that you've got another manager who doesn't rate you at all, and you could end up being shoved away into the door so I think Scott McKenna is a very level-headed, sensible young man. Uh, he realises that the best career path for him is learn his trade at Aberdeen and then in three or four years' time, if he's a Scotland international, he'll get an even better deal than a potential move to Hull. Yeah, eventually I think the sky's the limit for a young Scott. He, he really has taken on the challenge with both hands. Yeah, he, he he certainly seems to have it all, but you know, totally agree with what Andrew's just said there. He needs to learn his trade and improve, and he's he's at, he's at the best uh, possible place to to improve and develop. And as for Derek McInnes's uh, opinions, well, let's hear his uh, take on that third bid being turned down. Sometimes clubs have to be seen to be trying to get players, and you know, I totally understand that, and um, you know, I recognise that. People will be, um, there'll be plenty of admirers of Scott McKenna and a lot of my players, but you know, I can't stress enough, he won't be sold in January. Um, so, as I say, clubs can bid all they want, but he's staying with us, you know, Scott's relaxed about it and comfortable with it. Um, and while there's been a third bid and it's, the, the, the increments have been increased, um, if he reached certain targets and all the rest of it, um, it's not really anything that would entertain us anyway. Um, even out with this window but for this window it doesn't matter what comes in he's staying as an Aberdeen player 
Well, one man who did uh, put pen to paper is uh, the Hamilton captain, Michael Devlin. Yes, uh, a good signing for Aberdeen. Uh, he, he's, he's, I think when he, he spoke to him, he said he's looking forward to coming back to Petardry because he, he did spend 18 months as part of the, the youth programme. He was part of the Peter Weir Glasgow School originally. Yeah, um, but a, a player who at a comparatively young age has captained his club. He's got nearly 150 games under his belt. A very good prospect for the future. And uh, he scored the only goal for Hamilton in that mm. when we, we demolished them yes. 21-0 in corner kicks, <laughs> but we lost the game. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was just one of those absolutely uh, freakish nights. He certainly has been a thorn in uh, Aberdeen's side. We'll hear from Mikey himself in a moment, but the gaffer says he's delighted to have got his man. We spoke with Mikey a few weeks ago and um, we made a pitch about where we saw him peeing here. Um, it was more for next season, obviously. Um, um, and like with his injury and it's not a position that we've seen as a priority for now but um, we managed to find an agreement with, with Hamilton to get Michael up with us and he'll now continue his rehab with us for the rest of the season hopefully see him in a red shirt before the end of the season um, but I think to get the Hamilton captain someone who we've always been uh, attracted to is um, good size, good age, good type and yes injuries are part and parcel of the game he's had to overcome that and he will with this injury as well but I think he's um, I think he'll be a brilliant signing for us just delighted that we've managed to get him As soon as I was aware that um, there was interest there it was, I was hugely excited about the prospect of coming back here um, the manager spoke to me said that he, you know, he, he had kind of big plans for both myself and the club if, I could, if we could make it happen and, and that was enough you know, he was really really positive uh, and really encouraging and I think at this stage of my career it was, it was a fantastic move and couldn't wait to get the opportunity to come back here another couple of months hopefully and I'll be kind of ready to go February March time is the, the kind of estimated return to, to play so I'll continue to work hard and looking forward to teaming up the medical staff here and I've, I've had a chat with them and I'm um, really confident that they'll get me back in, in good shape and, and ready to play for the club again so no, I'll just really, really get to get started and, and get working hard and get myself back in the pitch Michael Devlin there speaking to Red TV and another man who may be making his debut tomorrow um, probably from the bench you would imagine is um, Chidi Nokwali Yeah, I mean uh, I think international clearance has still to be completely ratified but uh, uh, Derek McInnes is hopeful that that will all be taken care of today and he can feature in the squad uh, I think it's most likely that he would be on the bench to begin with if he does feature. But uh, there's an under-20 game down at Brechin uh, against Motherwell on Monday. And that could be an opportunity for him to, to show what he's he's all about. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing him in action because uh, from what I've heard, he's, he's quite a... Quite a feisty kind of player. Yeah, he's certainly, obviously, some out in Dubai, and he, he certainly got uh, well more than, than warmly welcomed by his new teammates. And uh, I think he'll be an exciting addition, Dave. Yeah, he seems a class actor. Listening to what the manager was saying when he was out uh, in Dubai, uh, he certainly seems to have a lot of attributes uh, in his locker. Uh, Derek, he's confident that the Nigerian midfielder will be eligible to play tomorrow. He'll be available tomorrow, subject to international clearance. So that's still not being confirmed international clearance, but we're hopeful that we can maybe get that at some point uh, through the course of the day. But all the kind of rigmarole and all the hoops we've had to jump through we've managed to get all that um, completed satisfactory This is Red Friday with Dave McDermott Dave Galloway and Andrew Shiny and uh, you know the 
after we've shown it so often in the past, a bad result, we invariably have managed to come back, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, the the resilience of the squad, uh, the character that's there can't be questioned. Uh, but it's going to be a tough game tomorrow. Kilmarnock are in a decent vein of form. Steve Clark has completely revitalised, almost changed uh, the, the look of Kilmarnock altogether uh, in terms of performances that he's getting out of them. They've suddenly managed to start winning home games. They haven't been defeated away from home since Clark took over and they've been at Celtic Park and I in that run so there are going to be no pushovers where in the past we've looked at Kilmarnock games as well that's another win that'll make it 15 wins in a row against them but uh, tomorrow will be a much tougher assignment Absolutely and as we say we have we've got a good record of bouncing back yeah, yeah, we we certainly do. Um, you know, Aberdeen need to to show the character, and I'm sure they will uh, tomorrow. Because you know, as the manager says, you know, Aberdeen simply on Wednesday night they didn't do themselves justice at Ibrox. We felt we could have showed a lot more of ourselves. We're up against a good team, and Rangers played well for spells in the game. We were guilty of, um, I think, allowing too many crosses into our box. Um, Guilty of not keeping good possession of the ball and guilty of not taking more chances. So normally when you're guilty of you know, two or three things like that, then you don't get the desired result. And that was unfortunately for us. But you know, I said before the game, if we'd won the game, there's still work to be done. It's not going to decide anything. If you lose the game, it's the same. You know, we've got work to, do, to, to be done here. And the next challenge is Kilmarnock, who are in good form. I don't think they've lost a the game since we beat them down there. Um, and they'll come here in confident mood. They've had their feet up this week where we've been um, playing at Ibrook, so they'll, they'll have that energy. And we've got to make sure that we meet the challenge head on. And we need to help everybody. We need the supporters right behind the team. You know, I think um, everybody's got a part to play to get right behind the players and uh, still loads to play for this season. You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday with Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. Don's face, Kilmarnock at Pataudry tomorrow afternoon. Andrew, who's your one to watch? Um, I'm not 100% certain that he'll start the game, but uh, I think Niall McGinn's the one to watch tomorrow. Uh, we've seen two little cameo appearances so far from him since returning to Pataudry and... The old skills are still there. There's no question at all about that. Uh, I just wonder whether Derek might say, right, we'll have an hour of Niall and then take him out of the, the, the game. Uh, or will it be, we'll stick him on for the last half hour. But I think his skills certainly could make the difference between winning or losing tomorrow. Dave? Um, I'm going to go for Graeme Shinney being captain. He, of course, directs things on the pitch. He'll lead by example tomorrow as the Dons look to put things right after that desperately disappointing defeat at Ibrox on Wednesday. OK, well, we've heard from the Aberdeen camp. Let's get the pre-match views now of Killy Boss, Steve Clark. We've had good work in training. We're ready to go. Expecting a tough game up there. It's always difficult against Aberdeen. Derek's Aberdeen team have got a great record against Kilmarnock in recent years, so we'll have to be at our very, very best to get anything out of the game. The, the positive thing for you when you look back here is that uh, as much as the last game against Aberdeen was a disappointment for you, the team haven't had too many of those type of performances when you've been here. Yeah, I think we responded well to what was what was a disappointing 45 minutes. It was the, the first half was was poor. Uh, was, was probably as poor as we've been since since I got here. Uh, we spoke about it. The players reacted very very well to it, and we've had a good run since. So we look to continue that at the weekend. Big news, or the other big news this week, of course, Andrew, was the uh, failure to appoint uh, Michael O'Neill as the new Scotland manager. He's staying 
foot with Northern Ireland. Yeah, not altogether surprisingly. I mean, they, you know, he's been offered a, a very, very good deal by the Northern Ireland FA, and he's decided to stick with them, uh, which was entirely his his prerogative. But I just don't think the SFA handled things particularly well. It would appear they threw all their eggs into one basket. It's taken them an awful long time to try and get someone to replace Gordon Strachan. And to be honest, I think you and I know as much about this, who's going to be the next Scotland boss as they do. I think so. And uh, we need to get somebody in before these uh, cracking encounters with Israel and Albania. Mm, hod me back. <laughs> Can you tell my enthusiasm? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's rapidly turning into a, a farcical uh, situation. We just heard from Steve Clark a moment ago there. We also asked him what he thinks of the Scotland situation. You get quoted because I'm up here, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the public eye up in Scotland. Uh, I was asked about it 12, 13 weeks ago when I, when I came to Scotland. Uh, came here to work for Kilmarnock. I'm happy here just now. Uh, so it's going to be a great job for somebody. But I'm sure the SFA are... I've already got a list of candidates, people that they're going to speak to and, and, and try to get the job and hopefully they'll choose the right one. Would it be something perhaps one day in the future that would, that would appeal to you, imagine Scotland? I think Maurizio Pochettino came out with a fantastic quote when he was asked about the Real Madrid speculation. He just said, the football world takes you where the football world wants to take you. So in the future, you never know. Steve Clark there and former Scotland boss Craig Brown meanwhile says he felt that O'Neill may well have stayed where he was He'd been offered a very lucrative long term deal but you know I'm a bit biased I think uh, potential of Scotland is and should be better than that of Northern Ireland but he's done well at Northern Ireland he's comfortable there and it's quite understandable that he wants to stay How big a blow is this to Scotland because it's been obvious for some months that Michael O'Neill was the preferred candidate Yes, it's a major blow, I would assume, to the Scottish FA, and uh, now we're going to find out whether they've got a plan B or not. You know, they should have had, you know, because you can never be certain, even though you're speaking to a potential candidate, that he's going to come. I would hope that a plan B will be in place and that we'll quite soon find that they've got some in mind. This is Red Friday time now for the predictor and uh, last week's scores uh, well Andrew you and me did uh, hopelessly as ever two points each Dave G you managed to get five and the Red Army as ever <laughs> these <Got> assorted <laughs> representatives including children and animals uh, they get seven so the <laughs> scores Andrew you're still bottom with 56 uh, I've got 59 Dave you get 64 Red Army way out on top with 74 Kenneth Stewart is the Red Army's predictor this week we'll hear from Kenneth uh, very shortly but first of all uh, Dave Aberdeen against Kilmarnock I take Aberdeen to bounce back tomorrow 2-0 Andrew. I'm agreeing with that, 2-0, but it's going to be a tough one. I've gone 3-0. Uh, Andrew, Celtic against Hibs. Well, Hibs gave Celtic an almighty fright uh, at Celtic Park earlier on in the season, but uh, their form has shaded and they were knocked out of the cup uh, last weekend by Hearts, bounced back against Dundee, but I don't think they'll have enough firepower to trouble Celtic. A narrow win for Celtic, 2-1. Dave? I'm going to go one uh, bigger for a winning margin, 3-1 Celtic. I've gone 3-1 Celtic as well. Hamilton and D, Dave? An interesting one. The Dark Blues, of course, smarting after the aforementioned midweek home defeat to Hibs. Ackies have won their last four meetings with Dundee, but I'm taking Neil McCann's men to get a little bit of revenge. 1-0. Andrew? 
So says the man from Tayside. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with the form book, Hamilton to win 3-1. I've gone 1-1. Uh, Andrew's staying with you. Hearts at home to Motherwell. Well, Hearts, uh, they're not pretty to watch, but they're getting results. Uh, they got a 3-0 against Hamilton uh, midweek. They're not conceding goals. Motherwell as well have started to show a wee bit of decent form, but I think home advantage will shade it. Hearts to win 1-0 in a game that is instantly forgettable. <laughs> yeah, Dave. <laughs> I would probably go along with that. Uh, but I'll go for 2-0 hearts. I've gone 2-0 as well and uh, Dave St Johnston Partick well Saints with two draws and a defeat in the last three games and incredibly they've not played a competitive football match since December the 30th due to the wintry weather but they'll get a much needed narrow win 1-0 for me Andrew I think because they haven't played football for so long it's going to be a wee bit tighter I'm going to go 1-1 I've gone 1-1 as well and the Sunday game Andrew is up in Dingwall Ross County against Rangers you know who will want to win the game but unfortunately um, you've got to be a wee bit more pragmatic and I think uh, Rangers will win that one 3-1 Dave I'm going to go 4-1 Rangers I've gone 3-1 Rangers so that's our predictions let's get the views of the Red Army this week from Kenneth Stewart OK Kenneth let's start okay. Aberdeen against Kilmarnock 2-1 uh, Aberdeen Celtic v Hibs 2-0 Celtic Hamilton against Dundee 1-1 one, one. Hearts take on Motherwell How is that we're going to go? What's the score like? Uh, Hearts on a good run They'll say 2-1 Hearts OK, St Johnston versus Partick Thistle 1-1 one, one. And finally on Sunday Ross County Rangers 2-1 mm, Rangers Is it your your heart says something Your head says the other? <laughs> the head says, yeah I hope uh, Rangers got a doing But I don't think it'll happen Yes, well said, Kenneth. Andrew, the Highlands, uh, it's cup action this weekend. Yeah, top game is the Morrison Motors Aberdeenshire Shield semi-final being played at the Hawks and Turriff between Turriff United and Cove Rangers. Uh, the Breeden Highland League Cup starts and there are half a dozen games in the Highland League itself. Well, hopefully the juniors will see a lot of games being played for the first time in many, many weeks. The highlights, uh, mcbookie.com, Super League, Bank City at home to Dice Juniors. D now 16 points clear and well done to them in that 7-0 Aberdeenshire Shield victory over Devon Vale midweek. And uh, other, otherwise, the McLemmon Cup first round, all Russell United against Stephen. Stonehaven catches the eye. And of course, we're that's it on the Red Friday podcast. Thanks for checking us out. Remember, we're on North Sound 1 from 6.30 to 7 o'clock every Friday and the podcast is available both on the website and on iTunes. It's not sound one's Red Friday.